Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Earl Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, JC, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Is it really Wednesday? Can it be Wednesday already? It is Wednesday. That means JC Cole has tightened a cinch and ready to roll. Yeah. Um, I suppose you want to talk about why did Ayers or Indiana right off the bat, huh? Well, we could start there. <laughs> 25% of Michigan's fuel is not available this week. Right. I don't know how we classify that. Uh, maybe technology fails when technology fails or when, when, when suspicious fires happen. We don't have a category necessary for that. So for those that are not in the loop, oil refinery in Winded Air, Indiana. I don't know why I keep saying Winded Arizona. It's Indiana. Caught on fire over over the weekend, wasn't it? And um, out of commission indefinitely. And I got asked last night, I'm in Osage, Iowa. I was asked last night because my message was a little too hardcore. I wasn't even happy with it myself when I got done, JC. But I was asked, you know, all everybody's talking about these food plants, these 40-plus food plants of some sort that have had suspicious fire and activity. And they said, well, What's a normal year? Is 40 not normal? I don't know what the baseline is. Do you? Well, no, no. But, um, you know, that's one of the challenges in deception, you know, because um, for the human brain to make it make an understanding, it has uh, has to have a comparison. Right. And And if that comparison is missing, then you can't say, hey, is that a lot? Is that a little? But um, my understanding is when another food plant uh, caught on fire just yesterday. I'd like to go to one. Where was that one at? Oh, I I didn't write it down. Um, I'm thinking California. Mm. Yeah, I'm probably uh, not going there. No, no, no. They don't allow conservatives there. (laughs) But I could pass for a New Jersey Democrat if I lied enough. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In what era can you pass as a New Jersey Democrat? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'd take about 15 seconds to figure out. Yeah. That's not happening. I have been accused of of being just right of Genghis Khan. Yes. So, you know, Trent, when we look at the the news and we bring it up almost every week, what I'm I'm seeing is a planned, orchestrated chaos. Yeah. Um, And and, and it's across the globe. You know, and and you just, and this comes back to your original issue of, you know, how many is normal? And you go, well, if it's planned chaos, they're going to keep the numbers of what's normal away from us. And um, and then, of course, they come up with um, things to uh, cover it up, like how many uh, young adults dying is normal. Well, now we have this, uh, what is it, this sudden death syndrome. They came up with a new syndrome to cover it up. Um, you know, and, and this is just classic. Did, did you see in the... 
Uh, it was somewhere in Europe. I don't know if it was. It was a BBC reported that uh, a high number of male athlete, professional athletes are dying. And they're assessing that it could be because the whistles the referees using are louder and causing sudden impact and um, shock to the heart system. I am not kidding you. There's a headline that says that. It's it's uh, dumb and dumber. Um, you know, it, it's just amazing. Yeah, well, you know, we get back to that that one thing. Let's take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere so that we can make the planet greener. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Plants eat carbon dioxide. Don't, wouldn't putting more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere make the planet greener? And, and you know, they're just dumbing us down and giving us, well, they're, they're treating us like mushrooms. Mm-hmm. They're keeping us in the dark and they're feeding us horse manure. I, I, I understand that part. Because that's just what tyrannical governments do to control people. What I'm struggling with, JC, is the number of people who are blindly just going along thinking that we're just in a phase, it's it's going to come back. Just, I've just got to wait it out. Yes. And that, that in itself is a deception and a trap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the lemmings running over the cliff. Well, I, I, look, this is just a phase... We'll just jog a little bit further, and then we'll all figure it out as we go over the cliff. And well, and we're seeing it across the board. I suppose the folks in Jackson, Mississippi today are not thinking that this is just some minor phase because I saw the governor of, I think it was the governor of Mississippi announced that their water treatment facility is down yeah. and there will be no available water until further notice. In the foreseeable future. And, yeah. and now, now, if you actually look at this, and that's a great one to bring up, when technology fails, we keep on pushing this. Be prepared. If those people in Jackson had water, uh, water filters, they would be able to have their own water. Right now, it's being trucked in because we're fortunate to have other parts of the country mm. that, that are not under that immediate stress. But if the whole country went under that immediate stress, right, and, you know, we've talked about this. 87% of the um, population is on municipal water. We have a classic example. Not only did it break, the backup system broke. And now you, you, you live three days without water. Okay, you might be able to push it to six, but at that point you're delusional or actually maybe most of the people are already delusional, but that's that's another issue. <laughs> but but you know this is this is threatening your life and your family's life. Mm-hmm. Have a water filter. Actually, have a bunch of water filters because even Jackson's backup system broke. Right, and this is showing one one of the things that we talked about. Weather patterns are changing. We're getting thousand year storms. Our infrastructure is not designed to handle it. And now you see a, uh, an example, right? And, and, uh, and if you look, the number one killer, as far as I know, um, in the world of humanity is waterborne diseases. Over 4 million a year. 
I happen to know oh. that number. Although <laughs> it looks like Big Pharma's trying to beat that. Yeah. Right. So, so, well, so, there's a there's a classic example of when technology fails. Be prepared. Right. And and of course, please get that book because it covered exactly this issue. Yesterday, I was in Quincy, Illinois. I had a conversation with a guy who manages um, employee benefits for a company. And uh, Brian Ippison will be on Trend on the Loose. I think it's going to be Monday now, Labor Day. But one of his clients, a manufacturing facility, was told by their electric supplier that they are going to have to shut down one shift because they cannot supply enough electricity to meet their needs. Yeah. When technology <laughs> Right. And okay. even, even worse is if, you know, uh, if you look what's happening in Europe, um, this is just a, a living nightmare. Um, there are people, uh, I think Andrew uh, touched on it, um, but there, there are, there are pubs and small businesses in England and, and Europe that are getting hit with a 10 times uh, increase in, in, uh, in electricity. You know, that, uh, let's see, one, one, one Irish pubs for two months, there's a 250% increase that they have a $10,000 electric bill. Right. And then, and another one in, uh, Leicestershire, uh, right? Her electric bill, small cafe, jumped from twelve thousand a year to sixty-four thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. Roll out. Close. We're getting close to being able to pay for a, a one-year student student uh, education. That should <laughs> pay for two, to be honest. More after this, <laughs> right? time to talk about healthy living nitric oxide you know andrew said something on across the pond this morning that we use nitrous oxide to keep vegetables and meat quite frankly fresh in a package why wouldn't you use nitric oxide to keep your body fresh in a package that's exactly what i've done that's what i'm telling you to do dr nathan bryan has all of the science on the website it is n-o-2-u n-o-2-u N-O, letter two, or excuse me, two is a number, and U is a letter. I got you completely confused. Go to N-O, number two, letter U, dot com. Put trend as your coupon code. It's all good. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole coming to us from New Jersey with the wisdom of living in Lafayette. I met a woman from that grew up in Lafayette this past week, Saturday at my event. Okay, it was lovely. She left Lafayette and now lives in uh, Madison County, Illinois. Yeah, you know it's a it's a shame. Uh, when I got to Lafayette, there were two point four million people. Yeah, I think their population now is down to one point nine. Really, they lost five hundred thousand people immigrated mm. and and the same with uh, uh you know the same numbers for estonia and lithuania you know people getting out um which is a shame 
So explain this to me because I've got to get to Southwest Kansas. I know it's happening in North Dakota as well. But I was told by somebody that is involved that they're they're building Bitcoin mines in Southwest Kansas. And I know it's happening in the Bakken. I don't understand mining Bitcoin. I I still don't think I fully grasp the whole Bitcoin concept. This is not internet rumor hearsay. I know for a fact that they are spending $600,000 a month at current prices for electricity. This this Bitcoin mining process must be extremely energy dependent. And it sounds to me like they're creating a, a, a lack of available electricity for everybody else. Well, it's almost a, a genius plan. You know, uh, first, we, we don't have a full history on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It mysteriously was developed by some secret Japanese guy. That's the story. And, but if you actually look at the Federal Reserve, you will find a booklet basically discussing it. And it may even be linked to Alan Greenspan. Because why Alan Greenspan was the head of the Fed is uh, most people scratched their head because he had a series of, of basically um, uh, no, no, no evidence of success in his business life. And they made him the head of the, of the Federal Reserve, except for he was a, apparently a computer genius back, you know, back in the 70s. Right. So there's a lot of a lot of suspicion on who really created Bitcoin. But all of a sudden you see that an alternative currency, let's just call it that for now, right, needs energy to to be produced after the originals. So it's very clear that the entire world is going short on energy while other people are using energy to mine a digital currency, which actually to create a digital currency, you just can type in a few, you know, keystrokes, some of the other ones. So, so you, again, you see this, this almost like a planned orchestrated chaos. And they, they go, no, nobody could be that smart. Well, <laughs> I hate to say it, then you didn't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, so here we are in this dilemma being attacked from all sides. Our currency, alternative currency, shortage of energy across the board. I don't know if you heard what's happening in Poland, that people are so worried that there's a three-day wait at the coal mine to to pick up coal so that you can heat your your home. Um, I shouldn't say this publicly, but I will. I live four miles from the railroad. That coal goes by every day. And all those derailments we talk about, I'm waiting for the one that happens at hazard so I can go over there and pick my pickup, bring a load of coal home. Well, you know, if you you actually read the old days, you know, during the Depression, you would see the kids would go out onto the railroad tracks to pick up the little pieces of coal that uh, fell fell off. off. Right? And, and, you know, believe me, I mean, when I lived in uh, Eastern Europe, you know, it, uh, 
it got down to 36 below zero. <laughs> At 36 below zero, you better not have a, a, a failure in, in, in your technology because you will freeze. Your pipes will freeze really fast. So I, I literally had three different ways to heat, including the standard old backup of uh, um, at least uh, three, maybe, no, four uh, wood stoves, just classic wood stoves. You know, because a lot of preparing is to be able to take care of the period of chaos when things break. Right. Right. And and so if you notice, we, oh my goodness, it might be even a year ago, we talked about making, seeing if you can have some form of wood backup or energy backup for, mm-hmm. for heat. Right. And now you see, um, geez, I think it's Romania is shutting down export of, uh, of uh, firewood. Andrew reported today on Across the Pond that the Germans are going to the forest and cutting down trees to prepare for the winter, and the German government is going ballistic and trying to arrest people and everything else. Yeah, that would that would be true. Remember, you know, Europe is a couple of thousand years old, so their forests um, need to be protected, right? Um, I actually saw a picture of Riga from 1890s. Um, from the highest steeple, mm-hmm. there wasn't a tree in sight for miles right. because at that time you you used wood to burn. And now, of course, the city is has a, a huge amount of trees. But boy, they can disappear real fast. In my part of the world, you know, when we settled the West, there were no trees. And so you yeah. know what the pioneers used, right? That's right. They gathered <laughs> bison poop. Right, right. Dried, and, and dried. I, by I, the way, I yes, I think they still do that in uh, Mongolia. Uh, you know that um, they have a herd animal uh, relative to the cow. What is it? The yak. That's it. The, and they, they collect yak droppings. So, and the benefit so, of having a yak is you could shave them and make a coat or a blanket. Right, and. <laughs> And you have a very good supply of yak jokes. <laughs> uh, I might add, you were talking about how cold it was in Lafayette 36 below. You have to have your pipes working. You know, there was a point in time when mankind exists there without any technology whatsoever. They were just True. tougher. True. You know, I, I told you, I took uh, survival courses when I was 16 and 19. We spent three weeks in a pup tent in six feet of snow in Yellowstone Park during January. <laughs> um, we didn't have, you know, running water or, uh, <laughs> or, or indoor plumbing. So you're going that people are, have to be able to have in place alternatives. You know, if, if the electricity, actually, if the electricity gets turned off, the majority of us, our heating systems shut down. Even if they're, gas or if they're um oil right or or liquid propane because they still yep. the machines still need a little bit of electricity just to work and think and by the way there is a backup system kind of like a ups on a interrupted power supply that you can put in place 
for your your heater. Um, you know, you, if you search, you'll find it. It's not exactly cheap, but it's not exactly expensive. You know, I think they're under a thousand dollars. But if you think about the cost of replacing your pipes when they break, <laughs> you're you're well into well, you know. You're being optimistic time. to think you'll be able to even get them replaced. Yeah, these days, then that's true. That's yeah. true. I met somebody in Quincy, Illinois, that um, is wanting to build a house just down from where I grew up, and they've been waiting two years, and they're they're not sure they're going to be able to do it yet this year. And along those lines, wait a minute, you can't go along those lines because I have a feeling you're going to open up into some pontification we can't handle. But on the other side of the break. We can go anywhere. J.C. Cole, Trent Loose, second half of Rural Route, just ahead. Now taking a minute to talk about beef and your opportunity as a Great Plains cattleman to tap into a market that's real, a market that pays you an adequate dividend. That's a price above commodity, $180 per head over the market price. That's the local market price, and Lone Creek Cattle Company makes that happen because we need an adequate supply of high-quality Great Plains cattle utilizing the Piedmontese sires on your cows to generate a, a one copy, one copy of the myostatin gene for tenderness for the consumer. The demand for quality beef continues to grow, and the people want to know who's producing their food and what region it's coming from, and that's why we're looking for Great Plains cattlemen to be a part of the system. LoneCreekCattleCo.com for full details about your opportunity to be a supplier in the certified Piedmontese system. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. And during the break, J.C., I'm sitting in a hotel room in Osage, Iowa, in case you missed that earlier. And I'm on the back side of the hotel. There's a bean field right back there. But the hotel... I heard this strange sound on my window. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I go over there, and the hotel is watering the grass behind the hotel and a little bit of the bean field. I'm thinking there may not be a lot of watering grass going on going forward. Uh, I I agree with you. Um, And uh, I think more states are looking at charging for water which again goes to a planned orchestrated chaos. So California, I, I, I've got friends in California. They're already implementing um, agents out monitoring your well and yes, charging and, people for your own well. And, and, um, and that, that uh, also in Canada, the climate ministry will have armed storage and detention rooms why would you need a detention room for a climate ministry mm-hmm. and the french the the french are um have unleashed an army of green police nice with armed brigades to prosecute environmental crimes speaking All of right. canada uh, Trudeau's also announced last week that he will be sending agents out to monitor water quality on farms and test waters. 
But kudos to Saskatchewan Premier Brian Mose, who said, you send an agent into my province and I'll arrest you. Yep. That's what it's going to take. Yep. I think think this comes down to both uh, the governors um, in the U.S., the governors in the U.S., and uh, the county sheriffs. I agree 100%. So, so let me let me touch on what we were looking at. Um, you know, I monitor a lot of information, and one of them is how much shipping is out there. Um, you know, you can get on some of the websites and see uh, basically every ship in the water that's commercial, and that off the coast of China, there looks to be thousands of ships sitting idle without any contracts, almost like a ghost fleet. And you have to think that these are normal um, uh, container ships and, and, and uh, cargo ships that don't have any jobs to bring goods out. So that means if that's accurate, there's a lag time from probably about four weeks to eight weeks where the goods that those ships would be delivering won't be here. So we're literally watching the shutdown of the global supply chain. I talked to a friend yesterday that has never been in the import or shipping business or anything, but partnered with somebody to bring some just like tents to help people prepare. And those tents came from China. Only they didn't get here because they found an, a detectable level of lead in the zipper and they confiscated the entire shipment. Yeah. So, so uh, let's touch on you know, one of What's my... What's the good news of the day, JC? Yeah. Well, that's all we have for today, folks. <laughs> Hey, the good news is we're still here. You still have the opportunity to prepare. We've been telling you this is coming. Right. If, you, if you don't get ready, it's your fault. So the good news is that we have a chance. Yes, we have. Oh, we have an excellent chance. It's, it's not. It's past the chance. We have a very good. Uh, um, how do you say percentage of, of success coming? But it will be a fight. So, so you know, we we like to touch in history. What happened this week in history? And this is a good one. August 30th, 1146 in Europe. Well, because America wasn't here yet. <laughs> All right. 1146. I'm a little bit short on my history at that time. European leaders gathered together to outlaw the crossbow, intending to end war for all time. No way. Seriously. Well, how would that work out? <laughs> I got to go dig into that. There's something there to build from. Oh, yes. And and all you have to do is look at history that the confiscation of weapons from the private sector never worked and um and never created peace. Not that any history I can find. And of course, led to some of the worst atrocities in, in human history when um, uh, basically dictators came, uh, took over. 
Um, and and sure enough, here we have it. That uh, let's see, Gabby Gifford's gun control group asked major credit card companies to flag gun ammo purchases. Okay, so they're trying to cut down on the ammo and also cut down on what you'd call ghost guns. And if Mike Mike um, Mike Adams had did a did a report, and if he's correct, this is stunning. That he picked up that the Democrats will try to tax guns. Okay, so you have to pay a yearly tax on your gun. Right? Not to purchase, just to possession. Correct. And that may explain 87,000 new IRS agents that are armed. Mm -hmm. Because if if you bought any guns through the FFL, right, there's a registry of of that that gun exists. And the Mm -hmm. IRS will go, well, wait a minute. You bought a gun in 1995, right? And uh, we don't see that you paid any of your yearly tax on it. Right. That could explain 87,000 armed IRS agents, mm-hmm. which is a scary thought. Well, it may be scary, but we're here now. We, we are here now. And, um, you know, again, you know, you make your own decisions to get ready. So here's another one. I think this one's very, very important. September, September 1st to September 2nd, 1859. One of the most important events happened um, that uh, not many people were paying attention to, and that was the Carrington event, which uh, basically a large solar storm fired off a CMA, a coronal mass ejection, fired off of the sun. And the sun had been acting up, so a lot of astronomers were watching it. And while it's named the Carrington event, because one of the top British astronomers was uh, Richard Carrington, and he was watching the sun at that particular time, September the 1st, and he was blinded by a sudden flash of light that apparently lasted for five minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's one one of the challenges where, you know, a nuclear EMP lasts for a millisecond, right? But a solar... EMP can last for, you know, uh, minutes to hours and just be constantly pounding you. So September the 2nd, the day after uh, Carrington observed the, um, the, the CMA, Earth experienced an unprecedented geomagnetic storm. And that's when telegraph systems started to shut down catch on fire, and that's where they figured out that a magnetic storm like that creates electricity in metal, specifically long lines of metal. All right. So why is this important to us? Well, it's simple, because, you know, 1859, we didn't have an electric grid. Now we have an entire electric grid all over the whole USA, and if we got a X- X-45 
storm, like what happened uh, during the Carrington event, that would create a huge amount of extra electricity into our grid, which would feed back and blow up our transformers. And two, a couple of things happened there. One of them is that um, <clears throat> it shuts down the electricity grid, and we only have nine crucial uh, transformer stations. So if those nine go down, the grid goes down. And then, of course, we, in our, our genius, we exported the ability to manufacture the replacements for uh, for the transformers, so we can't even make the replacements. And of course, if you don't have an electricity, you're not going to do anything anyway, right? And if um, in an interview I did with Robert David Steele, uh, Robert pointed out we only have two extra, um, possibly on the U.S. continent. So, what? Why is this of significance? Well, two days ago, the sun fired off and. On an almost X level flare, it was um, it was just about an X one. So the experts say we are guaranteed to get a Carrington event. We simply don't know when. It could be tomorrow, doubtful, or it could be in in five years, or it could be in ten years. But we, when we get it, our grid is unprotected. Our grid is unhardened which leads to a planned orchestrated chaos. Why? Reagan started to harden the grid, and surprise, surprise, George Bush Sr. stopped it, leaving us vulnerable. And for the last, what would that be, 40 years, we have not been, our government has not been able to spend $10 billion to simply put high-end surge protectors on our grid. All right. But we could spend... Five trillion dollars to chase a mysterious, um, you know, a phantom uh, a disease. So there was. Here's one thing. There was one time where the vote in Congress came down to one uh, senator, where they might have been able to start to harden the grid, and that senator voted no. And that senator was. Uh, McCaskey from from uh, Alaska. Well, Ralph, we'll be back and enlighten your day more after this. Don't forget, Cowgirls for a Cure happening at Beard Arena September 10th. We're talking about September 10th like it was a long ways off. It's next Saturday, just 10 days away. Kicking cancer. That's the moral of the story. Goldbuckletack.net. Get a hold of Treva. Get full details. Goldbuckletack.net. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis, J.C. Cole. We are into the final segment. For those of you keeping track, the irrigation system on the lawn behind the America Inn in Osage, Iowa, has shut off. It's completed its task. What year was that vote to uh, begin to harden the grid? But what, what year are we talking about there? Well, I don't know what I don't know what the, what year the vote was. I know that uh, the rumors that Reagan started to harden the grid, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, uh, Bush Senior. Stopped it, and a lot of the damage to our country is going to come back to Bush Senior, and um, and that uh, my understanding is during President Trump's time in office, he signed an executive order to start hardening the grid. And we haven't had much much more information. Um, 
Well, we should a, either be able to verify or deny that to be true. Um, yeah. Have you noticed we've been having difficulty verifying and denying what's true these no, days? No, not at all. Yeah. But all executive orders are public record. Uh, yeah, well, no, definitely the executive order has it. Whether whether people have been acting on it or not is is uh, is the yeah. question. Um, but uh, you know, you know, and, and now the, you know, think about that. If we got an X, now uh, it's also rumored that, uh, or not rumored, it's proven that our magnetosphere is weakening, and that maybe an X twenty won't be able to do the damage that in the other time an X-40 would, would be required. So we're basically standing in a field wide open with our pants down, waiting for, um, waiting for a, uh, a CME from the sun. And we're, and we're going into a maunder minimum of which we know the sun does erratic things. So this is not particularly good news. Um, and, and uh, we can solve the problem fairly quickly if, and it's not even a, a large cost. It's that our government has been compromised to protect us. I, the, the, you know that it's very obvious that you know we. You just look into the Maxwell files and the Epstein files, and you can see that a, a very large percentage of the of uh, uh, the U.S. government has been compromised and is being held hostage. And, and, of course, this is the big hold hostage, right, and that uh, we, we, we simply didn't put surge protectors on our electric grid. And um, May of 2020 is the answer to my own question. The Trump executive order you spoke of, well, actually yeah. it was done in April. The news story is May 1st of 2020. But who, who would follow up on that? I mean, he can sign all executive orders he wants, whether the Constitution or not, doesn't matter. Somebody has to follow up on securing the bulk power grids. Right. Well, if we look at it, it is a national security issue. I mean, literally, you know, one high-level nuke goes off above the U.S. and the power grid shuts down. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, or if the sun flares and the, the, the power grid, grid shuts down and and unfortunately the estimate if if it's the total shutdown of the grid for over a year then they estimate 90 percent of americans will die from lack of food and water and um you know so in some ways we're being held hostage and nobody's discussing or very few people are discussing Mm -hmm. actually Uh, yeah jonathan holerman discusses it every day you know and, and he's saying look we're wide open for an attack. Executive order 13920 blocked the installation of a bulk power system equipment and specifically states word for word designed, developed, manufactured and or supplied by persons owned by or controlled by the subject to the jurisdiction or direction of a foreign adversary. So who's not a foreign adversary? Oh, by the way, after the inauguration, a guy named Biden suspended that executive order. Yes. And now it's known also that 10% of the transformers in New York City 
were provided by the Chinese and mm-hmm. it's been pretty much proven that they have backdoors, you know, uh, computer backdoors. So the Chinese can turn off those, those transformers anytime they want. I'm just amazed. People just don't realize this. And then, and then all you have to do is read Atlas Shrugged. Of course, it's a long read. That will take a while. I have done it. Yes. And, and you'll find out that the destruction of, let's see, the communist takeover of New York City and the destruction of, of, of the, uh, let's say, the, the commercial sector. Um, finally, at the end, um, uh, Con Edison shuts down and New York goes dark. You see that happening? No, you see no, any evidence of that? No happening? way. No, of course not. Of course not. Oh, oh and, and at the same time, the transportation system of the United States fails. Who is John Galt? Who is John Galt? Exactly. And, um, and, and, and it's like, it, it, it's a book. A planned, orchestrated chaos. Take down in the United States. And they're also... Written in 52, wasn't it? Huh? 52, 1952. Oh, we can add all kinds of interesting things like that because Ayn Rand was Russian. She changed her name, right? She was Russian Kazarian, fake Jew. Okay. Her lover was Rothschild, who paid for the book. And her protege... No, no way. Yes. Her lover was Rothschild, who paid for the book, right? And her protege was Alan Greenspan. No. JC, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to bet a beer or something here. <laughs> we're going to bet a we're going to bet a train load of coal. That's what we're going to bet. But if you look at Alan Greenspan's history in nineteen in the sixties, he wrote a paper on how important gold was. Of course, in the eighties, he kind of like denounced it. Oh, I'm serious. I mean, this is all history, but people missed it. Uh, it was published in 57, not 52. I missed it by five years. October the 10th, 1957, it was published. So, I mean, now you've confused the issue. I thought she was some sort of a visionary when, in fact, she is involved with the very people that had laid out the game plan. I mean, she just gave us the game plan that they were going to put together. Yes, and actually, if you looked into some of the some of the rumors mm-hmm. of people who worked for that group, John Todd specifically, he came out and he said in the 80s that Atlas Shrugged was the game plan. Oh, let's add some more in- interesting information. Okay. The Rockefellers, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Rothschilds funded the Rockefellers. Rockefeller Center, right square in the middle of New York City. Mm-hmm. Right? You have um, you have um, the statue of Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> you can't make this up. All right, just just go go. You, could you, oh, could you run over there and get your take a selfie with you and that statue later today? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> no. Or at least you're negotiating. <laughs> right. And not only that, but at the Rockefeller Center at the skating rink, there is a giant golden statue lying there, right? Generally where the Christmas tree goes. And that's, uh, um, boy, uh, if I have the pronunciation correct, 
Prometheus. Prometheus. And I just look into who, who Prometheus was. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Well, it's an ancient god. I think it was a I think it was a son of Apollo. I'm not really sure. Anyway. So hmm. you, you look, you go, look, I I'm not making these things up. I'm just gathering the information and putting it out. It looks like we have a bloodline that's trying to collapse the entire world. Okay, but here's the good news. We've already mentioned how long it takes to read this book. Atlas Shrugged is extremely long, which means we have a long time until this, if that's the blueprint, we have a long time until this actually plays out, which again comes back to the most important part of this conversation. It's all in front of you. Don't be oblivious. Do something to prepare. Don't panic. Prepare. Yes, but I would like to point out it was written in 57. And that's, that's 65 years ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's that part. <laughs> right. So I would go for the cliff notes. I just type in, <laughs> please give me the summary of the cliff notes. <laughs> the summary is the corporation's going to take over. That's the summary right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, here's another one on when technology fails. The largest UK-British warship, uh, Her Majesty's Prince of Wales, uh, it broke. <laughs> it broke after one day leaving leaving uh, the port. <laughs> Had a flat tire or what? Well, that, it, it, relative to a ship, yeah, something went wrong with its propeller. <laughs> and it's like, oops, nice. oops. I'm, I'm sure the Russians are having a good laugh at that. <laughs> All right, a minute and a half. Where do we need to be today? Well, we have to prepare because there is just a, a total um, onslaught onto our system of, of living. You know, what is it? The number of homeless is about to skyrocket as uh, 3.8 million people who are renters will likely be evicted within a couple of months because of this turn off that the CDC, which is not a government institution, said you didn't have to pay rent. You had a moratorium on rent. Wait a minute. Who are they to tell us that there's a moratorium on rent? Right. Well, now the moratorium is coming up. So it's a planned, it's a planned destruction of, of, again, about 4 million Americans uh, living units. So my question is, and I only have 30 seconds. If you if you can't pay your mortgage, what what's the point of them evicting you? Because they're not going to get anybody else to live in there that's going to be able to pay their mortgage. Well, I would say, hey, it looks like we're being set. Oh, that's another thing. We got thirty seconds. I've been picking up a lot of information coming out of New York uh, and the and the markets that we may have a um, a crash coming up at the end of September, and I recommend everybody do their own search for that. But if but if you have all these things happen, you're going to have an awful lot of housing that's going to be dirt cheap. Oh, look, BlackRock is is buying up a whole bunch of housing. Oh, what a surprise. That'll do it. We've successfully journeyed down the road, connecting rural and urban America for J.C. Cole. I'm Trent Luce. No BlackRock involved in this outfit. All roads do lead to a roll route. Have you been to the website, protecttheharvest.com? It's a plethora of information on how to empower yourself to stand up for property rights. We're talking about animals. We're talking about land. And speaking of land, there is an announcement this week 
the friend of the land. Go to the website, get full details about how this works. It's all about taking care of the land. Everything stems from the land, and that is why we need to protect the harvest. Protecttheharvest.com for full details. See you tomorrow.